Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling show. Thank you to everyone that downloads me and lets me into your life and all that nonsense. Again, we have the flagship show, as I've started to call it, just because that's what WWE does. That airs every, usually Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com, Forcesimil Report Rules, or just search for Simon Miller. Do come join live. It's a lot of fun. But also, we always have a second, sometimes even a third episode in the week, because I, I wouldn't be able to do these podcasts at my patron, which is patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Go check it out. You can get a t-shirt. You can get a personalized message. You can get a personalized postcard. You can join my Q&As. But also, there is a tier to come on the podcast and somewhat badassly for the third time. So as I just said to him, he's my mate now. There's no two ways about it. He's my friend. It's my man, Rafad. Rafad, how are you doing today? You all right? Great, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, dude. I, honestly, you couldn't have come on at a better time because <laughs> for, there's loads of new people listening to the podcast. What we try and do when we get patrons on is get a bit of background and get them up to speed and all this kind of stuff. We don't need to do it before. We know where Rafad comes from. But if you just need a quick 411, Rafad loves The Undertaker, right? <laughs> Rafad loves The Undertaker <laughs> so much. And I love The Undertaker, but I'm not going to pretend that I love it as much as my man does. However, as we know, within the last seven days of recording this, we had The Undertaker versus Bill Goldberg at Super Showdown. Didn't really go to plan. Now, I have said it, a, a lot of things get misconstrued, as they always um, as they always do on the old internet. I, I hold no ill will towards Goldberg. I hold no ill will towards The Undertaker. I love them both. They have, you know, brought so much joy into my life over the years, and they're legends. They're 100% allowed to have a bad night. However, the internet is what it is, and a bunch of people have come out and said they should retire, and it was awful, and... Uh, beginning of the end and they could have killed each other there's fair points within that but dude you're the only person right now i want to get an opinion from walk me through it tell me what you thought leading up to it tell me what you thought at the time and let me know what you think now as the person that i'm going to crown as the biggest undertaker fan that comes on this show (laughs) okay just a quick second for people maybe the first time listening to a podcast with me basically if you think you're if i'm if you think i'm not that big of an undertaker fan I told Simon, uh, I think the first time I talked to him, that at WrestleMania 30, when he lost to Brock Lesnar, I turned off. <laughs> I did. stopped watching. <laughs> Dude, as I, I tell people this, that's why it's the greatest thing ever, man. That's why it's the greatest thing ever. It had an emotional response. I love it, dude. Anyway, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that, oh, people are going out of control. It was actually a good match. Uh, if I'm being honest, it wasn't the best thing I've ever watched. But um, I think like the first time I watched it, when I watched it live, again, like I said, it wasn't really that good. But I watched it again the like the next day, not because I actually wanted to watch it. I kind of wanted to avoid it because <laughs> I want to like think of The Undertaker like 10 years ago. And before that, I don't want to think of like his recent matches. But I was actually talking to my cousin and. He didn't watch Super Showdown, and he wanted to watch it. And first of all, I told him there's literally no point of watching it. It was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. (laughs) It was awful. It was awful. Yeah. But then he obviously heard everything about the Undertaker match, so I watched it again with him. And 
honestly, the first half of the match was was wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and even the crowd that the, that's probably the loudest the crowd was. And <laughs> so I don't know. But um, after watching it the second time and knowing what happened to Goldberg, obviously he tweeted that he got knocked out or whatever. Um, you could see when the match kind of turned. Uh, if you guys want to go back and watch it again, when he actually does the spear and hits the turnbuckle, he kind of looks like he's he's out of it. Like after that, when Undertaker's on offense, it looks like it's the match is going fine. But whenever Goldberg attempts to move, uh, you can see there's definitely something wrong. So I don't know if, what they're gonna do about it. Um, I was telling Simon earlier that I'm going to SummerSlam, so. Maybe if they want to have like a two-minute match at SummerSlam to revive it, um, I wouldn't mind that personally. But I know a lot of people are going to be against that. I, I think it, I think it's tough. Like I agree with everything you've just said there. I think Super Showdown as a whole sucked, and <laughs> I I think that. I, I think they will do it again. We talked about this in the episode a couple of days ago. I don't know if they'll do it at SummerSlam. That may be too soon. Well, maybe not. It's a good few months away. But I think, especially in front of a crowd like that as well, which is known to be, you know, a hardcore, intense wrestling crowd. You know, we've all seen what they've done in the past with, with, yeah. legend, with legends especially. You, yeah. The last time well, when Goldberg returned, the Survivor Series match against Brock Lesnar was over here in yeah. Toronto. And that was the last big pay- that was the last pay per view we actually had here. So, <laughs> man, that was a long time ago, man. Yeah, it does like two, no, three years ago almost now. <laughs> That's is it, re- it is as well, isn't it? How the sorry that took me by surprise. I was like, how the flip has it been that long? My yeah, and word. they always do it in these uh, like random cities. The crowd isn't even that good, and I mean they need to bring it to Canada. They're doing it in Saudi Arabia. They did it in Australia. I mean, they, they should do one in the UK, definitely. Well, they're never going to do that, man. I think North America is their, is their wagon. So, I mean, in terms of um, how do you – so you watched it. And I, I, agree, like I, say, I agree with all your points. I, think that I actually thought, you know, behind the scenes – I gave, uh, at one point, that match, the first half had gotten up on ups and downs. And when I got to the end of it, I was like, I can't give any of that match enough. It's just, <laughs> the, 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 la- the loud part takes away any of the, of the good part. But I guess the question for someone like you is, man, and I, I think it's fair, I don't want to put the blame on Goldberg, but I think it's fair to just put the blame on whatever happened to Goldberg's head when he crashed into the, uh, when he crashed into the, uh, uh, the turnbuckle or you know whatever whatever he did but as an undertaker fan where do you stand on his career now because as with all these things straight away it's like undertaker should retire undertaker sucked against um you know undertaker sucked against uh Shawn michaels and, and kane and triple h now Undertaker sucks now and undertaker sucked against roman reigns and yada 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 <laughs> like what is it you think what is it you think they should do, basically? I mean, what do you think The Undertaker should do? Not from an Undertaker point of view, but from your point of view, as, like I say, a guy that was so enraged about Brock Lesnar beating him, he, he never he never went back. Well, he went back, but, you know, he turned it off. I yeah, say, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the only thing I'm scared about is, is these Saudi Arabia shows. Because if, if they never had these Saudi Arabia shows, I don't think he would have came back after the Roman Reigns thing. Because he came back for that quick segment at WrestleMania with John Cena. 
and now he's only been doing these Saudi Arabia shows. He he didn't even have he didn't even, he wasn't even on WrestleMania this year. No, he wasn't. How did you feel about that too? Did it bother you? Because some people were like, oh, it that- did it. It did bother me, but then the Raw after Mania, we got Undertaker, so it kind of made kind of made up for it. Yeah, and when I, he came for Elias and yeah, and did I, all I that. think that was the best way to do it as well because that way it didn't uh, you, you didn't have to beat anyone. Do you know what I mean? You could just have the, yeah, you could yeah. have the moment, but no one technically lost. Yeah. Um, sorry, could you say the question again? I completely well, forgot. No, 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 it's fine. Basically, like, do you do you? And what do you think he should do? Like, what do you think he should do? Do you uh, let's say that Goldberg Undertaker two happens because they want to make amends? What happens after that? Do you want to see more matches? Do you watch this and maybe think it's Father Time saying, "Look, man, you got to stop"? As does your fandom take over your? I don't want to call it more your more sensible part. Of it. Hey, heart overhead, right? That's what I mean. Heart yeah. overhead, like because so, you, you're the biggest Undertaker dude I know. <laughs> yeah. So last time I would say Undertaker had a pretty good match was back with Brock Lesnar not the Wrestlemania one but he had one at SummerSlam and he had one at Hell in a Cell uh, that was after he lost the streak right before the Bray Wyatt stuff so in between that he had uh, two good matches with, with Brock Lesnar um, so the thing with that is I, so people like to argue both sides of it one side is people say that we don't want these older guys uh, having matches with the younger guys because it messes with their feuds and it puts the wrong people over and it's messing with all that. But then when the old people have matches together, people are arguing that the matches suck. So you have to you have to choose one side of the argument. Even with Undertaker Rusev last year <laughs> at the Greatest Royal Rumble, they actually posted it on YouTube like a couple, I think a week ago or so. I watched it back. It's a 10-minute match. And just because Rusev is younger, he's moving faster. It like The match is, is better because it's not two old dudes who both need a long time to take a rest. And it's really slow-paced. I think... And even this match, I think he f- looked like he was in better shape than he yeah, did I agree. in the last. No, he, he absolutely did, yeah. He looked much better than he did sort of a crown jewel. Yeah, so I would say, um, if I was fantasy booking, yeah, I would say he has the Goldberg match. Uh, just one more. I would do it at SummerSlam just because it's not, well, one, because I'm going there. <laughs> but uh, it's not too far away that people are going to keep on thinking about it and it's going to keep on coming up. Uh, it's in a couple months. Just get it over with. Um, I wouldn't do it as the main event because then if it sucks again, that's all people are going to talk about. But I would do it somewhere in the middle towards the end of the show, have a quick two to f- like even five minute match. Nothing, nothing spectacular. And I don't even know. I don't even know if you heard, uh, Booker T, he talked about this and he was talking about, um, that there were, having a match in over 100 degree weather and it's two guys who combined age is over 100 <laughs> so it, it, it would be nice it would be nice for them having and he he even said that he doesn't know like he he that he would have like passed out having a match uh so it would be nice if they just had it in a regular arena with a good crowd and just get that over with um then you go to the next saudi show which i think he's gonna be a part of I would say if you're going to do that, have it with somebody younger. 
but not somebody who it's going to affect in a negative way. Not like even Rusev. People said it's going to give him a good rub uh, going up against The Undertaker. But honestly, the end of that match was Undertaker choke. It was a casket match. Undertaker choke slamming Rusev, putting him in a casket. And then tombstoning Aiden English and also putting him in the casket and basically burying both of them, right? <laughs> so I was. I would say if you had it against somebody, somebody like Elias, for example, who I thought they were going to have the feud with just because he did that thing after WrestleMania. Because Elias, it's not going to affect him in any way. He's the type of person, he can lose 100 matches in a row, but he's not the type, he's not, I don't think he's even world title material, so it's not going to affect him in a negative way. Because he can come back the next night and get over again just just because the way he talks, just because how he gets on the wrong side of the crowd. It doesn't matter how many times he loses. So if you do it somebody like that, and again, nothing long. You have it even a seven, five to seven minute match. Undertaker wins. The crowd is happy because at the end of the day, it's like a house show. So the baby face should win. That's what the Saudi Arabian people are paying for. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker wins. Uh, and then, again, I said this in my fantasy booking, so a lot of people might go against this. Uh, I would say if you brought him back around the Rumble, not in any matches, just start a good storyline. Because for the past couple of years, uh, this year, the John Cena year, um, so the last two years, it's just been like people thinking on the night, is he going to show up? Is he not going to show up? I think if we start something at the, around the Rumble, uh, like he did with Roman Reigns, uh, build up a feud. In my dream scenario, it would be like uh, a Finn Balor or Aleister Black. And then at the end, the feud ends at WrestleMania. And then the other guy goes over and then I would just end it there yeah i I think that's the big thing a lot of people have said that and it makes more sense to me use undertaker's last remaining months years weeks days whatever in wrestling not his life (laughs) to (laughs) well i think you should pair him up with younger dudes i think alistair black is a great shout i mean there's some rumors going around at the moment that a lot of people behind the scenes are quite high on alistair black and they quite like him and i get it there is something about him i i quite like alistair black and i don't know why and you know if you put him into a feud with an undertaker even now that's what you should be using The Undertaker's legacy for. And really, that's what we should have used Goldberg's legacy for. Just wanted to transition to take your point. Because yeah. Yeah, I, I, Dave Meltzer, you know, from the Wrestling Observer, put it perfectly when I was listening to him, where given under everything Undertaker's done, it does kind of feel like he's coming to an end. Whereas Goldberg felt like he had some mileage left in him, just because, again, we only saw him come back for that run with Brock three years ago. You know, but now that's kind of faded away as well. So I think I get them doing the rematch. But after that, I think you've got to jump on the whole, put them with some young guys, have the balls, especially with the ratings as they are at the moment, but have the balls to put the young guys over and make new stars and then eventually let them. Yeah, I think a build to WrestleMania next year and then retiring The Undertaker is a really good idea. Put him in the Hall of Fame, do all that stuff, tick all the boxes and you know, I don't believe anything he does now can affect his legacy because I don't buy into that. To me, legacy is legacy. It doesn't. You can you can uh, confuse people. It's not the right word, but you can be annoyed that he came out to do another match, but he's still the Undertaker, and he still had amazing matches against Shawn Michaels, Triple H. The Brock Lesnar thing was fascinating. Whatever he does now doesn't change that, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think I think definitely that if you had that match with Alistair Black, Alistair Black would he's he's great working with anybody. I think he would he would obviously have to carry the match mostly, but Undertaker is experienced and it would be a pretty good ten minute match. Yeah. No, it's I, not it's not like it's not like it's again two people over fifty and even though they they know what's going on and they have a lot of experience, um, I don't think people realize that. <laughs> like when it's two people that old in a ring, even though they know what like what to do and how to work the crowd and everything, it's it gets difficult doing all that, especially in the heat they were in. Yeah, and, I, I totally and, agree with that. And then if he was indeed like had a concussion or knocked out, whatever whatever he said. No, I, I, the heat thing, I don't think it's been talked about enough. Yeah, you're right. Booker T, uh, Booker T mentioned that. But um, yeah, because I, I mean, I, again, you listen to my podcast, you get the behind the scenes stuff. My match with Martin Kirby airs this week on Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel. Check it out Sunday. It should be 8 p.m. BST. So, uh, you know, make sure you check on Google to see what that is. But I was flipping boiling. <laughs> you know, the, the, the arena <laughs> I was in, I mean, nowhere near as hot as that, but it was still hot. And I was gassed like an absolute mother. Like, I, I straight away was like, man, Miller, you got to get in shape, boy. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> but it, it really does make a difference, is my point. Like, it really, really does make a difference. And you kind of realize that you've got you've to up your game, or at least you've got to stay, you've got to be more alert, because you can feel your body giving out on you. It's a horrible, horrible experience. Yeah, um, even, even, uh, even Braun Strowman, when he was doing the thing with Lashley, like, you know how when he runs around the ring and does that shoulder tackle? You could tell he was slowing down and he was breathing pretty hard and he's gotten in really good shape and he's pretty, he's not that old, right? So, no, not at all, no. no. I mean, it, yeah, it, so. yeah, it does affect it and, you know, you add age and a potential concussion into the mix and that's that, right? You've uh, yeah, uh, you've hit the wall. But no, I agree. I, I think, and you make a great point as well about if you're working with a younger guy, they can almost work around you because they can bring the speed and the pacing into the match and you just kind of sit there and, and do what you do. You know, The Undertaker and Goldberg are at a point now they can just be them and that's okay because that's really any, what people want to see. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's, we mentioned SummerSlam. Let's look forward to that. I know it's a good few months away, but uh, you're gonna, are you going to go? I can't remember if you're going to go. Yeah, I'm going to take over and SummerSlam that's right. well, for we'll get, sure and right. maybe... So that's, Maybe the raw after. <laughs> that's when you're coming back on the podcast then. So that's done. We've established <laughs> We've established that. But I know it's miles away and we don't know what's going to happen. But sort of looking proper long-term booking, what do you want to see? I mean, we'll say that Goldberg and Undertaker may happen. Where we currently are with the, you know, with the roster and the titles and the brand split and, well, whatever the brand split is these days. Yeah, <laughs> what do you want? Um, what are you hoping to take away from it? What, 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 let me rephrase that. What matches do you want? Because you paid your money and therefore you want an entertaining show. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think this these coming months are key moments for WWE for their uh, for their ratings because they've had the excuses about the NBA season, which is going to end maybe on maybe tonight or definitely by Sunday. So there are no more excuses of that or no football for a couple more months. Um, this is their time. So. They need to start building it properly. They have no more excuses for ratings. And if we see the stomping stomping grounds, yeah, that that card is not really looking that good. So no, it's, it's, even I, I was looking at the day. I was like, man, what a boring show this is. Yeah, um, I know you said matches, but if we could just like 
talk about how they're going to build the feuds. You have to start off with all this stuff with the wild card rule, which is really, really annoying me. <laughs> because yeah, it's shit, if, you, if you think about it, they've just made uh, SmackDown just how it was before the brand, uh, brand split. Yep, 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 it's, yep. It, they're... they're I think it was last week or two weeks ago. They're just recapping Raw, like every segment. They're just showing replays of what happened. Um, they're having like two matches. The same people are coming out. Uh, even last night or well, two days ago, the Shane McMahon comes out. Um, then you had Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn again, who, which I love, but they're overexposing them and they never win. So why do I want to see them? They're I just know they're going to lose when they show up. And if you think about even to late last year when WWE wasn't like the like around TLC right before the Rumble, it wasn't really that good. Like the the product wasn't that good. But SmackDown was always consistent. Every week you looked forward to it, right? Yeah, you knew you had a whether it was Ray Andrade or Ali, uh, Brian, uh, Styles, Joe. Like you had all these people. Who consistently had great matches? It was it was the wrestling show. Raw has always been like uh, mostly like talking, like some wrestling matches, but whatever. But SmackDown was like if you're a wrestling fan, you like wrestling, then that's that's the show you want to see. And now I think they've made both those shows so similar that there's if you've already watched Raw and you didn't like it, then SmackDown is gonna be like the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, I can't quite get over how much SmackDown has been negated recently. Like, I really don't understand what the. I understand the the what I don't like it, but I understand the brand split, uh, the the wild card rule. I understand what they were trying to do, but all that seems to have become is, you know, what what can we do? How can we get Roman Reigns on both shows? Or more importantly, at the moment, more specifically, at the Portman, how can we get flipping? Uh, what do you call it? Shane McMahon on both shows. Like, what is that about? What is this obsession with Shane McMahon? Oh, it's so annoying. I can't explain to you. I just want to turn it off whenever. And sometimes, obviously, you watch it the next day. And for somebody living in the UK, most people can skip it. Obviously, you're watching because you have to watch it and <laughs> give it do. up or yeah, down. It's, it's true, but do. sometimes, sometimes when I'm pretty bored i i mean i'm just watching it live then i really don't have a choice it's either change the channel and that's what most people do like if they're watching it live and shane mcmahon comes on the screen and it's the same thing they watched last night and they know the same thing's gonna happen and the crowd is chanting this is boring yeah, yeah i know right I know. then you're gonna change it you're, just, you're gonna have like zero interest and I don't know. I really don't know because there's so many great wrestlers in that company, especially on SmackDown. Like Ali hasn't been on for a couple weeks. We had the Ali Andrade match, I think, a couple weeks back. It was really good. Yeah, it was. Uh, and you you have Aleister Black. Hopefully, they're planning something good for him, but he's just. Uh, sitting there yeah he, uh, they're holding Dan fire with him at the moment aren't they for some reason Dan daniel bryan came on this week but they're just waiting they're not doing anything special with him and i i love kofi kingston back at the royal rumble i was actually like saying um give him a push i want to see him have a title 
a world title opportunity. He deserves it. But if if I told you like six months ago that the main feud on SmackDown for the title was going to be Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi <laughs> Kingston, what would your reaction be? I'd be like, we're doing it again. You know, much like when Daniel Bryan won the championship and we did Daniel Bryan versus Kane. I love Kane. But that is not the feud that I wanted to see coming out the back yeah, of that. But they're just they're making it seem like the B show. Like you have Seth Rollins, uh I know Baron Corbin's the feud, but Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, that's and everybody like that's what they're making everybody think. And then you have Kofi Kingston, uh Dolph Ziggler. And again, I said I love Kofi Kingston, but when Daniel Bryan had the WWE title, it was always something that I like I have to see what he's gonna do now. Every yeah. week it was, what is Daniel Bryan going to do now? She's, she's doing something genius every week. And Kofi Kingston, it just it just feels like he comes out, uh, does a promo. Dolph Ziggler comes out, does a promo. At the end of the night, there's a tag match. That, there is a over-reliant on six-man tag matches at the moment. I noticed yeah, that I, on, <laughs> on, on, on Raw and SmackDown. It's, it's, again, the Shane McMahon thing feels worse because it features the same person, so it kind of smashes you over the head a bit more. But we are, okay, well, these guys are all going to feud. Just put them in a six-man tag match. That is the problem for me with Raw and SmackDown right now and why you know ups and downs have gone a bit off the rails recently. It's because, you know, they, they, they're episodes that exist within their own bubble and you get to the, the episode the following week and there's no connection whatsoever. It's just a brand new episode and you're like, wait, What? Like what? Yeah, brand what? new episode, but doing the same thing. Yeah, or or ignoring <laughs> things that we did last week. So yeah, like, like, why did I watch? What was the point? And this whole six man tag thing at the moment. And I like again, I like the fact that Kofi always wins. He should always win. He's the champion. But yeah. how am I meant to get excited about Dolph Ziggler in a cage? Especially because there's no, there's no, there's no reason to want to see it. There is no reason yeah, to want to see it. But Dolph Ziggler, he came back and he's fighting for the title, but he. Has he even got a win since he's come back? Like no. you, 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 you can, you can, you can have him. I know people hate champions losing, and I'm not against that. Champions shouldn't lose, um, but you can have him have a match with somebody else, and 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 have him win. I don't care if he, you, you even if he's a heel, you can have him have a match against a mid carder and have him win and. That makes him look like he's viable to fight for the title. Same that goes for all of them. Even Sami Zayn has he had a win that wasn't that Braun Strowman victory when it was the Money in the Bank qualification thing. Like has he had a win since he's come back from WrestleMania? I I I, I love Sami Zayn. He him and Kevin Owens are two of my favorites, and they're great promos and they're. Amazing in the ring, like we saw in NXT, but they just—I don't know—they just. I feel like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Samoa Joe are just always put in bad situations. Yeah, no, they are they're because I think they fall into this horrible trend that's happened throughout WWE in years that they are too flexible. You know, they can fit too many roles. Like they're that good. They can kind of, yeah, like I say, fit into so many different scenarios that WWE thinks, oh, we'll put Kevin Owens in that. We'll put Sami Zayn in that. We'll put, the, you know, and it just, why are they even back together? Somebody asked me this the other day. He said, Miller, are Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens back together? I said, oh, they are. Next question, why? I went, I've absolutely no idea. I, I, <laughs> yeah, because uh, at the end of, uh, I think it was the night 
I don't know. It was one of the SmackDowns uh, after WrestleMania when Kevin Owens was uh, Kevin Owens obviously was a babyface at that time, and Sami Zayn was trying to. It was after the show went off air, but I saw it on YouTube. But Sami Zayn was trying to get him to like shake his hand or like hug him or something like that, and then Kevin Owens just stunners him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously, of course, yeah. But but I mean, just because they're both heels now, they're and even even I was actually happy that they're both on different shows because they they're both great individually. I don't need to always see them together. It would be better if there was like a moment like I never saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn together for months and then Kevin Owens is fighting for the title and then Sami Zayn helps him. Then it's like a big deal. But now they're just always together. <laughs> so it's like, oh, there's Kevin Owens or where's Sami Zayn? Yeah, like you just expect them to be together, right? Yeah, it's such a good point. I forgot about that. I was at that show, uh, the SmackDown uh, after WrestleMania, where they just beat the crap out of each other, and now they're just mates. It's just, again, I know we're, we're, we're talking two, two points, but we're talking like everybody else does, but that's because it's true. There's no long-term direction. They didn't know back then this was going to happen. And, you know, the last week, all I've got is, oh, Millie, you're so negative. I'm not negative, man. I'm just talking about what I'm seeing. I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to enjoy it. I don't care. I mean, I care that there's no long-term storytelling, but I don't let it get me down. I just shrug my shoulders and go, "Here," but it doesn't mean when I'm, you know, put in front of a camera, I'm not going to try and drive these points home because I feel like, you know, I feel like that's my job. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, my big worry, uh, without wanting to, you know, just tying on the Kofi Kingston and Shane McMahon thing, is I fear because we've got so much time. I think that we could get Shane McMahon versus Kofi Kingston at SummerSlam. I genuinely, I have this fear, and I also have the fear that Shane McMahon may win. Um, I think before the summer is over, Shane McMahon could be the WWE champion because twofold. One, I think that WWE thinks that would be a good news story to get people so pissed off they'd click to watch. But I also believe that somehow WWE is mirroring WCW. Why you'd ever want to mirror WCW, I have no idea. And this is going to be their David Arquette moment. You know, if, if you don't know, David Arquette, yes, the actor once was the world championship wrestling title holder. Um because I don't know why, because they thought it would drum up some interest and it didn't. It just got there, you know, especially, uh, you know, wrestling fans uh, for WCW. They were like, you know, hardcore wrestling for wrestling, as people used to say. They were far more sports entertainment based than WWE. And the last thing they wanted was a Hollywood actor holding their top tier title. And I think if Shane McMahon does that, I, that will be the closest we've got to that. Ever. And I don't I can't think of one person apart from that guy on the internet that will always pretend it's okay that would actually be behind that. I think it's a really bad idea. And yet I can see it happening. I should never be in a world where I can see that happening. Even even when Vince was like in a title feud or whatever, winning a title, uh, did he like that's Vince McMahon and at that time there was way more heat and like this is not good heat that people are hating him because he's just a heel. It's it's just bad. In my opinion, it's just bad. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, you don't want to see it, right? You don't want to see yeah, Shane McMahon that I much on your TV. If if they did that at SummerSlam, I can tell you this: like a like a crowd like Toronto is gonna. If it happens in the middle of the show, in the next match, they're still gonna be like chanting like BS or something like that. They're gonna be. It's not gonna just go over, and the next day everything's gonna be fine. I I, I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, well, you and me both, man. Um, uh, what, what have you thought about the TV shows the last few, few weeks? Like sort of more specifically, like, what do you think of the 24 seven title? For example, the 24 seven type, I mean, I'm, 
I think it's actually, I think it's pretty good. I, I'm actually liking it. Uh, the skits, and I think partly it's really good just because R-Truth has it. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Just, That's true, yeah. Just, like, if you're going to have somebody do it, it's R-Truth. Just like the thing with the Firefly Funhouse, uh, Bray Wyatt is doing it, and he's great at what he does when he's given some creative freedom or he's doing something that's actually good. He's great at doing stuff like that. But if, if somebody like, like Titus O'Neil, when he won it, I'm like, this is just going to be a joke and it's just going to be nothing. Or like if Bobby Roode had it or Robert Roode, whatever happened to that. Uh, he <laughs> just vanished, if, dude. If, if he has it, I don't think he does. I don't think people care as much. I feel like our truth has made people care. Um, and I like that even though it's 24-7, they've had him hold it for a while. Even though he's lost it, he's won it back. Um, so I think based on this, it's it's he's kind of built it up a little. So when the next person wins, it'll kind of it'll be fine now. I think if, if somebody just kept on winning and losing like every single week, people wouldn't have cared about it. No, you're totally right. And I think it's crazy to think that uh, we can do this for the 24-7 title, which started as a joke title, and yet we can't do that for basic storylines. You know, this ties into my point that I'm mentioning earlier about at the moment, WWE just doesn't really make much sense. You know, that's the truth. It doesn't. And there's a difference between being positive and trying to spin things and also going, well, I can't because, again, there's no... There's no connection here. There just isn't. You know, there, there, there's absolutely no, there's absolutely no connection. I mean, I meant to mention, bring this up as well when we talk about the Undertaker. Pro Wrestling Sheet did an interview with Batista, who talked about a lot of things, and he mentioned the creative process as well, and how it feels even more crazy than when it did when he was there in 2014. And he already could see sort of, you know, the writing on the wall. But he also said that he called the Undertaker on the Friday before Super Showdown to try and talk him out of the match with Goldberg. And apparently Undertaker said he felt good about it at the time, but the closer he got to it, he felt less sure. But obviously by then he was obligated to do it. Um, so that kind of brings up a whole realm of, you know, what the hell does that mean, right? What's that about? I mean, if, if, if Big Dave doesn't think the Undertaker should do it, then something's gone wrong. Yeah, I think it's just like lack of trust that the talent has in the in the management. It's you're going to I'm going to do I'm going to do my best to do like what I'm supposed to do, but you're not going to treat me in the right way. Well, and, 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 and most of the people's, most of the people's like, um, circumstances, like I, like we were talking about Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they're going to do whatever they're given to do and they're going to be the best at it. But then like, what gives them the trust that next month they're going to be doing something good. And unless you're like somebody like uh, like Roman Reigns, then you then you have the confidence, obviously. But for most people working there, <laughs> they don't have the confidence in that. Well, no, and how could you be either? Like, unless, like you say, unless you're the top guy, unless you're Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Braun is more or less always in a good you know position. Um, Kofi's doing all right at the moment. You just don't know what you're going to get each week. Like, I, I, we, we always look at it from a, a character standpoint. But think of Mojo Rawley, the person right now. Like, what is Mojo Rawley the person thinking every week when he turns up to TV? Are you going to use me? Are you not going to use me? I mean, Goldust talked about that on his podcast he did with Jericho. You know, he said yeah. it was really debilitated. Uh, debil- I can't talk. Really bad. <laughs> it was really bad that you get flown out to Raw each and every week and you're not used. You get flown to SmackDown, you're not used, and you sit there in catering and you think the days are just ticking away and I want to be involved, but I'm not. 
And that's going to affect morale. And obviously, there's rumors going around that plenty of WWE talents are just going to sit out their contracts for as long as they can to, uh, you know, eventually just leave. And again, the other thing that was in the Wrestling Observer this week was that apparently Stephanie McMahon did a big sort of talk before some of the shows saying, you don't want to leave WWE, we'll build you a brand, yada, yada, yada. You don't do that unless you know there's some, you know, upset people uh, on your roster. Yeah. Um, did you watch, uh, you know, as it all ties in, did you watch Double or Nothing? Or did you, did you sort of... Yeah, I did. What did you think about it? Uh, people might hate me for this. No, 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 absolutely no. I, honestly, man, be honest, always. It was, it wasn't, like, I didn't think it was horrible, but, I mean, I just, I didn't think it was amazing. I think, I think, it, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I, I didn't love it, but I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I, I, I'm not that much into, like, indie wrestling, so it was fun to see, um, obviously I knew Chris Jericho, John Moxley. I've seen some things with Kenny Omega, obviously I know Cody Rhodes, but, like seeing like the battle royal, seeing new people, uh, it was interesting. It's just hard. Um, it's hard to get invested in people that you don't know that much about. But even when they start their TV show, I'm gonna obviously give it a chance. It's just when I watched for the first time, I didn't think it was. I think some people, I don't know. Everybody has their own opinion. I just, I just hate that. I saw um, on the ups and downs. Uh, comments you know the comment section can be crazy uh on the, up, <laughs> yes, on can, the ups man. and downs uh after double or nothing somebody just said oh i didn't think it was that amazing and then you just had like 15 people just attacking him and i was just like relax it's you liked it he didn't like it it's everybody has their own opinion I everybody remember. doesn't have to like the same thing I like remember. i thought i thought money in the bank was a really good show and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, cancel WWE." I know they were saying that for, for the Brock Lesnar thing, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty good show, and I, that was my opinion. And some people hated it, so just let people have their own opinion. Absolutely, dude. And like you say, like there is nothing wrong. I, 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 if I'm putting words in your mouth here, just to say, "Oh no, I don't mean it like that." But there's nothing wrong with being a WWE guy. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's absolutely fine. If you enjoy the product that WWE puts out there, more power to you. And I think a yeah, lot of people forget that. It's just that, and I'm not saying I enjoy because right now it's not good. <laughs> the WWE product, like the TV shows, the pay per views are usually pretty good. Uh, but I would say, if I, if you're a WWE, if you like WWE, then don't bash the other companies. If you haven't given them a chance or or whatever, like if I'd never watched Double or Nothing and I said, oh, I'm not watching it because those people aren't good or something like that, then then I have no right to say that because I didn't even watch the show. So uh, like if you should you should give everything a chance and you should watch what you like and things you don't like. You, you shouldn't have to watch. Yeah, no, dude, that, that, that is 100% it. And it'd be nice if uh, if more people had that kind of attitude because you didn't have to like double or nothing. And even more than that, if you're just so used to WWE and that you can't even break out of that mold, all right, cool. All that matters is that you, the only person that has to enjoy anything is you. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing else matters. Um, 
and I think it's good that you checked it out. I think it's good that you, you know, allowed, you know, you'll give the TV show a chance later in the year. But if it's not for you, that's absolutely cool. And we can move on and do something else. Yeah, that's, 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 it's just the thing. Yeah, you you would think. But it never is. It never is because people are, I don't know. I people want. I get it, man. The, 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 all this, fa- all the fan support at the moment is for AEW, and people just want it to be as good as it possibly can be, and that's great. But on my end, hopefully, it means that WWE gets better, and that I want. I want everything to do good. I want everything to be amazing. I want to be able to watch, uh, watch wrestling, and be like, wow, this is great. You know, this is this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, because everybody um, talks about how. Even like even just like the matches, like how great matches, um, all these guys are having uh, when they, when they were in New Japan or whatever they're doing before. Uh, all these great matches that Kenny Omega's having, Chris Jericho's having. Uh, Chris Jericho was in WWE before. He had some great matches. He had some not great matches. It's I think they sometimes overdo it by how much they're producing the matches. And that makes the people think that the performers aren't even aren't as good as the people in the indies or whatever. I think if you gave Seth Rollins and AJ Styles like that much freedom, they could put on a whatever six star match or whatever. It's the same thing as NXT when Kevin Owens and Finn Balor, or that's just an example. When they were in NXT, they were having amazing matches. Now if they have a match on Stomping Grounds, it's probably not going to be as good because they put limitations on it and all that right yeah that, that, that i think that i don't know if it's going to change i don't think it will change but i think that's a huge takeaway from me at the moment is this whole wwe playbook thing this whole wwe style it's got to change because you do have people in that company that are amazing they have so much talent they're able to put on such interesting unique matches but because they have to fit into the wwe template which seems quite small uh, by this stage it's just not as good. Simple as that. It's just not as good as what it could be. And we are holding people back. And I, I think you've got to let your talent fly. When your back's against the wall and you know you've got a rival, even if it's not going to take on take on financially, but you know your roster's not happy and people want to be able to go elsewhere, I think you absolutely need to start loosening the handcuffs and you know, allow people to, to start shining in the way that you know, that you know that you can. Because like you said... I'm going to assume it's the same for Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins. Do you want to see that match? I don't. There is nothing right no. now on stomping grounds. <laughs> Honestly, I genuinely mean this. If I wasn't being in a, the wonderful position where I can cover it for my job, I don't necessarily know if um, is uh, you know. I, I don't know if I'd watch it. Is my point? Yeah, I think. I don't know. Sometimes they hold hold back on these B-level pay-per-views a little too much. They either have an opponent, like it was uh, Rusev versus Styles last year, which I know you love Rusev, but at that time, nobody thought that Rusev was actually going to beat Styles for the championship. Um, Same with this. Unless something happens, I don't think he's going to lose it. They either do something like that, or they just have like rematches after rematch after rematch. Even if it's great, people having the matches like we had with Styles Nakamura or Styles Joe 
it just gets people disinterested because they're like, I've already seen this three times already. Why am I watching it again? Well, that's why I can't believe we just got reruns for Stomping Grounds. You know, yeah, that's I, I, I cannot, I cannot believe it because, like you just said, I, they weren't matches I'm particularly interested in to begin with. That's the real issue with Super Showdown. Aside from it being a bit redundant pay per view anyway, the fact that because it is seen as redundant, they think they can wheel it all out again four weeks. Not even that, two weeks later. Two yeah, weeks. Just same card and instead of the old people, just put women on it. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah, I mean that's what it is, right? Which is yeah, unbelievable. And unbelievable. and. S- same thing with that like i uh, when we were talking about the wild card rule like we have alexa bliss versus bailey and it's like so so you're just saying that you can have cross brands facing for the title now like if she wins is she on smackdown now or she's still a wild card or oh dude don't get me i don't even <laughs> because, know who's because on if, the show. if if you're gonna do that then just just take away the brand split why don't they that's what i don't understand right now who is it for i really don't know it's just i i have no idea but if you're gonna do that then give me some like good matches too at SummerSlam. i want to see daniel bryan versus seth rollins if you're gonna have cross brands going for the title you you then if you're gonna do that then i should get something like that or Bray Wyatt versus Kofi Kingston for the title, some something like that. Like, yeah. it shouldn't. I don't, I don't know. I, you were saying something like how I would book the SummerSlam card. Uh, if I had a choice for the Universal title, if they're not gonna do, which I hope they don't do, like uh, Brock just cash it in early and say I'm gonna cash it in at SummerSlam, like they did with uh, Braun Strowman, which I thought was really stupid last year. Uh, I would I would have a way to have uh, either Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins or AJ, a heel AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins as a rematch. Because if you have a rematch like that, when the other person turns heel, then it's a different dynamic. It's not oh, just the same is, yeah. match over again. No, of course it is. And I think if you could build a really... Right now, what I'm desperate for is just stories. There's no stories. There just isn't. There's no stories. You go through every match, like, you know, Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston are fighting because Xavier Woods kicked him in the head. It's not really a story. And before that, he was just mad that he didn't win at WrestleMania or something. I don't know. And, you know, Baron Corbin, I don't even know why Baron Corbin and um, uh, Seth Rollins are fighting. I mean, I really, really don't. I absolutely have no idea yeah, what, the, what the thing there is. That's why I was saying about the Undertaker thing earlier that, if they do end this career, like they should actually put some care into it and bring it at the rumble and not like six days before, just have him come out and beat up Alistair black. And then just say, I'm fighting for your career on the pre-show or something. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like everything yeah, just blurs into one. The thing is they care about the, the older people because they're stars, I guess. And sometimes they can write good for them compared to the regular talent because if you think about it back to last year again we talked about the matches weren't that good uh with the undertaker triple h Shawn michaels all that stuff um but on the original super showdown in australia the one the real super showdown they had undertaker versus triple h they built up to that saying that this is like the last time ever they actually both had a couple promos Shawn Michaels came on the show, had his pick, and Undertaker went at Shawn Michaels, uh, t- like, just went at him that he ended his career, 
all that stuff. And then it played into the match because the way Undertaker lost was Shawn Michaels hitting him with the sweet chin music and then Triple H hitting him with the pedigree. And then you go on to the next week. I mean, at the end of the match, then Kane and Undertaker put both of them through a table because they're mad that Shawn Michaels helped them. And then that kind of builds to a tag team match. That kind of all built up, right? And we don't see storylines like that consistently. Over even a couple of few, like, uh, even a couple months, we don't we don't see that. It's just it's just that, oh, I want to face you for the title. I'm not going to have any, I'm not, I might have a, a number one contenders match. Like the Baron Corbin one, which was, oh my God, don't even get me started on that, <laughs> fa- on that fatal four-way elimination match. Oh, where they I, just I left know. the ring and he beat the Miz and he's the number one <laughs> contender. Like, if you're going to have things like that, how do you expect people to get uh, invested? That's why I was talking about uh, the Daniel Bryan thing as champion last year was amazing because whether it was Ali or Kofi Kingston, it was always that at the end of the show, you wanted to see what happened next week. Like, is Kofi gonna run the gauntlet? Is Kofi gonna is Kofi gonna beat this guy? Is Daniel Bryan gonna do this? Like it was always like a cliffhanger ending that you wanted to watch next week. And on Raw, it's nothing like that. Oh, Sami Zayn got beat up by Seth Rollins. Cool. On on SmackDown, Sami Zayn gets pinned uh, pinned by Kofi Kingston. Oh, same guy, same thing happened. Why do I want to see Sami Zayn next week? He's just he's just a loser. Yeah, no, they're just exactly. They, yeah. I, again, I don't want to be negative because, like you, I've. I mean, for the past year, I think at the end of, I would say consistently from the end of last year, not end of last year, from WrestleMania 34 to now. I've probably watched every single Raw, every single SmackDown, which yeah, I probably shouldn't have done for how <laughs> how how much time it wasted of mine. But I don't know. It's even even when I would say like if I give an example of how I feel as somebody who watches it live or somebody who's a big fan of wrestling is on if I'm if I'm home on Monday, it's like oh today's Raw, something I can watch tonight something to get kind of excited for right i start watching the and then the first segment comes on and then i just like record it and i just leave and i put on something else or do something else and i'm like i'll just watch this later when i can skip all of the boring stuff mm-hmm. yeah dude I mean, it's not i don't want to watch this live and have 50 recaps of what happened earlier in the show when i i watched it that's the point of you want people to watch the beginning of the show, but if they come in at the main event and you just go over everything that happened, then what's the point of them watching it? Dude, and that is the point. If you don't give a reason <laughs> to tune in, surprisingly, nobody will tune in. Yeah. And that's the I, big I, thing I, I can't get at the moment. Yeah. I had I always um, have a little bet with my cousin. Uh if whenever we're wa- whenever like uh he's at my ha- over at my house or I'm over at his house uh about what how's raw gonna start and i always say oh seth rollins you're gonna hear seth rollins he's gonna come out he's gonna talk for 10 minutes or whatever then somebody else can interrupt him it's not that hard to see and then the other the couple weeks ago i was like after brock lesnar lost i'm like brock lesnar's gonna come out and then seth rollins is gonna come out and then they're not gonna really do anything 
but it's I don't know. It they make it they make it too predictable, but not predictable in a way that's interesting. It's predictable in a way that like somebody who doesn't watch wrestling at all could like if I they it's predictable in a way that you wouldn't want it to be like that's what I'm trying to say. No, you're right. I, I, exactly. Not not where you're anticipating what's going to happen. You can just tell because they did the same thing. Each yeah. Every not week. not like not like uh. WCW beating up uh, Kane and Undertaker in the ring and you're expecting Stone Cold to come out yeah, you're and then he comes sick. out yeah. and everybody pops and it goes crazy and it's amazing. Exactly. Not in that way. In the way that Seth Rollins is standing in the ring talking about butterflies and things that nobody cares about and Baron Corbin's music hits and he tells the crowd to be quiet and that kind of way. Yeah, exactly, because there is a difference. There's a difference between expectation and anticipation, and I think they've gone too far uh, to the former and not far enough to the latter. Yeah, I think even, even, true. even the Brock Lesnar thing at Money in the Bank, that's why I didn't think it was that bad, because you were at least, like, at least it gave you something to think about in the back of your head, like, who is it going to be? Like, is Bray Wyatt... I was, my, I was thinking, like, is Bray Wyatt going to debut right now? Like... Is somebody gonna come out at number at the eight spot or Bron- I was honestly expecting them to do all that and then Braun Strowman just come in after he's been banned from the the arena, come in and destroy everybody and get the briefcase. And that would have been classic WWE, like recently classic. Uh, have the most obvious thing happen, but I mean I like I like the shock of it and I like the star power of Brock Lesnar having it. People. People like to undervalue that star power, which I think if somebody like even Andrade, who I love, but if he had the money in the bank, you're not thinking, you're not caring as much as as yeah. Brock Lesnar having. You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. It's true. I think the only problem, the only problem with Brock having it is he's not going to be on the show every week. That's it. That's yeah. That's the that's that's the only problem. But but again, that's that's their problem. If they had built up more stars, then Anybody in that match could have won it, Dude, right? Uh, you just then, hit the nail on the head, man, yeah. Like, look at those amazing wrestlers bumping in that match. Like, imagine Finn Balor. I was just thinking that, like, when Money in the Bank. I, I knew he was an IC, uh, IC champion. He's not going to win the Money in the Bank. But I was thinking, like, if they're building him up and they wanted to build him, build him up, like, how great he actually is, um, what if he won it and then... Imagine he's like the demon at SummerSlam or something, and he walks out with the demon face paint, sticking his tongue out, holding both titles after he just cashed in the thing. Like, that's how you build a star. Yeah, exactly. You put them in moments where they feel like a star, and they don't do that anymore. They never, ever give anyone the opportunity to do that. Yeah, and one more thing uh, about SummerSlam. (laughs) If they do a cash-in, and they do it right, I I think it would honestly, like, if they do it in the right way, it would be amazing. Like last year, the reason Brock Lesnar lost to, to Roman Reigns, because they still didn't want to put Roman Reigns over after everything that happened. <laughs> they had Braun Strowman act like he's going to cash in and then distract Brock Lesnar and then Roman Reigns spear him like twice and then win. Like if you're, uh, if you need to have these cash-ins on a big pay-per-view in a big moment, like, if you remember that uh, when Randy Orton cashed in on Daniel Bryan, yeah, when Triple H was the ref, yeah, 
that's like one of my favorite moments and oh, like yeah. over the past couple of years. Absolutely, when, man. When when uh Dan, when Randy Orton just comes out and then Triple H just pedigrees Daniel Bryan and then Randy Orton just cashes in. Like even even though people didn't like like that at the moment because Daniel Bryan's losing the title to Randy Orton, which if you if you think about that in isolation, like people everybody hates that. But that building moments like that that people can remember is what you mainly want to do, right? And even if Brock Lesnar did something like that, like that's something people are always going to remember. Dude, 100%, man. And it's incredible that we can have this conversation, yet the people making the decisions don't seem to be able to figure that out. <laughs> but we'll keep watching, and we'll figure out what's going to happen. Dude, I want to thank you so much, as always, for your time. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great, insightful chat about WWE, and that's what it should always be about. Yeah, exactly. Really fun. It was. It was. And it was always, uh, yeah, you know, anytime anything with Undertaker happens, we reach out to Rafad because he knows. He's got, the, he's got the truth. He's got the love. <laughs> he's got the love for The Undertaker. As always, uh, make sure you go check out other episodes of Cyrus Perez and Podcast. We're everywhere. We're on iTunes, you know, YouTube. Pro, pro Wrestling Show. What did I say? Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm still He's saying it. No, it's a show <laughs> now. It's a, it's a show now. Because it's on YouTube for ages. Like, it's not a podcast on YouTube. That makes no sense. You're right. Rafael's right. Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Simon316. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. And yeah, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Rafael, anything else you want to throw out there? Are you happy? Are you done? Uh, if you guys want to give me a follow, Instagram or Twitter, it's just Rafad23, R-A-F-F-A-A-D-23. Do it. And see my, see my thoughts on what's going on and you should follow him as well because he's got good thoughts as he's just proven <laughs> over this last hour the man knows what he's talking about again you want to come on the podcast check out the patron all the information is up there and we'll talk to you all again very soon yeah.